you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Created from the cosmic legends of the universe, Dave Damaschek. The mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Hi and hello football fans, Dave Damashek here along with my main man Adam Rank coming at you from Canton, Ohio in the shadow, literally, of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. At my side, as always, future Hall of Famer, Adam Rank. How are we, Rank? Dave, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. You better rested. We last. If you didn't bit, catch yes. yesterday's podcast, it was a travel log, and uh, that's available for you at NFL.com and at iTunes. And uh, go ahead and subscribe there. Follow Rank at Adam Rank on Twitter. At Damashek is the way to track me down. We did a little travel log. We flew in under the cloak of night <laughs> to the banks of the Three Rivers, the city of Champaigns, Pittsburgh, PA. We ran in, we, we took a little detour, we went and got a Pramani sandwich, it was delicious, and, uh, and then we made our way here to Canton, Ohio, exhausted, but invigorated <laughs> by, uh, by being in the Hall of Fame, and uh, the only thing we didn't get to do, Rank, we didn't really get to eat last night. Not after 11, no. No, you can't, yeah, no, no joints open in Canton, Ohio. It's a lovely town, though, Midwestern charm, to be sure. Uh, it, you know, it, it's coming out in spades, but no food after 11. That was it's a disappointment. It's Hall of Fame week, Chipotle. You can't stay open to 11. Yeah, yeah. Chick-fil-A, you can't, you can't give the guy a break. Yeah. I mean, we're coming from all over the country, you know. We went to a gas station. I had, uh, <laughs> I had some spicy almonds uh, in my belly before the night's end. That's what I had. I had pretzels and a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, That's yeah. all I can afford. And you got some Pop-Tarts as well, right? That was for today. Oh, I see. Clever. I saved that. Looking forward. Ahead. Because they're not feeding us breakfast either. And um, what about, uh, which, which flavor did you get? I didn't happen to notice. <laughs> Best flavor Pop-Tart, I'll interrupt you, is the cream one. The one that's got the chocolate cake and then the white icing on top and the white icing in the middle. That's Dave's culinary tip of the day. That, they had a weird selection. I got, you know, you're out in Canton, you see the uh, chocolate chip cookie Pop-Tart, yeah. you see the uh, strudel. Like a lot of varieties we might not get out in California, so I tried the uh, chocolate chip one and uh, regretted it. Yeah, we get the spicy tuna uh, flavored one, the California <laughs> roll. Um, 
So, uh, Rank, listen, we got Marcus Allen coming up here in just a moment. Very excited to, to kibitz with him about a full range I've, of subjects. I've got a few things in mind to talk to him about. I want to get his thoughts. Maybe, maybe we can yap with him if we have time about the Pac-12, get his thoughts about that, talk a little oh, yeah. SC, Chiefs, and Raiders. Right. He, I'm pretty sure, I think he's made it pretty clear that he is, a, if, if he had to choose, like in at the Baseball Hall of Fame, right? It, you know that you put on a ball cap um, of of whatever team. I think actually they stripped the players of that after Wade Boggs, the no, I didn't, the I apocalypse didn't. of Boggs deciding to wear the the, the Devil Rays hat, yeah. right? And that's not real, right? They put him in with a Boston hat. I'm not sure, but I think they changed it when they did that. But either way, if they did that at the and at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think it's pretty clear he would go in as a chief. But we'll have to clear we'll clear that up with him, among other things. In the that's meantime, a, you know what, wait, that's an interesting one. What what, what do you think Dion goes in as if you were going to do that? Ah, I think I get the sense right that he has a, 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 that his heart belongs to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. His affinity for Michael Irvin, I think, and. Um, it's, am I, does that seem right? He only won one Super Bowl there in one one in San Francisco. In San Francisco, is that correct, or did he that take home correct. two? Yeah, from Dallas. Super Bowl thirty, and then the, the franchise collapsed after that. Yeah, interesting. So, um, but the big if you ever are out here at Canton, they've got a the, the Hall of Fame is right on the freeway. You drive down the seventy seven South, you will see the Hall of Fame and Fawcett Stadium where the induction ceremony is going to be. They have the big photos of all seven of the guys who are going into the Hall of Fame. We drive by that. And interestingly enough, Deion Sanders' photo comes from his Falcons days. Hmm. Telling, I suppose. Or maybe yes. not at all. Or maybe not at all. Um, we did. Uh, so uh, we did get to take a spin around the Hall of Fame after hours. Yep. And it was, it was positively grand. In fact, we tested out John Madden's theory about, uh, he said that when the lights go out, in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> that the busts talk each other. So we staked that out in the wee hours of the AM to see right. if that actually was true. You can look for that on NFL.com at some point uh, this weekend. In the meantime, though, it was really cool. I've, you know, two hours away, I grew up, uh, I, I may have mentioned once or twice, I'm from uh, Pittsburgh, PA. What? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, oh. I'm from the city of Pittsburgh. We should and talk about that more. Talk I maybe I'll bring. <laughs> I grew up watching the Steelers and Pirates and Penguins talk about it. Talk about it. Um, but yes, and so, but I've never been to the Hall of Fame, and so it was great to be in there. You know, walking around, seeing all the the uniforms and everything, the real jerseys. You know, for somebody like me, who's uh, you know, I'm the uniform monitor, as you know, rank. Right. I'm you know, I'm a great love. I have great passion for uh, for uniforms, and so for me, walking around there and seeing all those great jerseys was essentially like pornography for me. <laughs> but the best one, I think, the one that really caught my eye. The old gold, Tom Fears old L.A. Yes. Rams jersey. The gold jersey with the navy blue stripes and no white in it. I, I, I positively swooned over it. I think we decided that if the Rams do move back to Los Angeles, as they have been rumored or at least linked to do, that has to be the jersey. Yeah. That gold jersey. Yeah, I loved it. And they have a little tribute section to the USFL. Uh -huh. That was neat. Got to we ran into James Lofton. Yes. Talked with him about. It. He agreed. I've always said we're talking about Michael Irvin in prime time and all that sort of thing. I said if Scott because he made some reference to Scott Norwood's kick, had Norwood made that kick, 
The Bills are considered one of the top ten teams of all time. Yep. If they do, even if they lose the next three Super Bowls, uh-huh. they're probably considered one of the top ten teams of all time. And because they would look like better competition having already won a Super Bowl, if the Cowboys beat them in back-to-back Super Bowls two and three years later, the Cowboys are more highly regarded because by the time I, they beat the Bills, the, Cow- the the Bills were almost a punchline. Nah, the Bills are never going to win a Super Bowl. The Cowboys just beat them back to back. So if they, but if they are playing, I mean, imagine that matchup: Cowboys Bills with the Bills having been to the last two Super Bowls and having one of those rings. I would say back to back. They're back to back at that point. You think they would have if beaten the Redskins? If they win Redskins. the first one, then they end up beating the Redskins. But Lofton surprisingly agreed. <laughs> as, a, as a member of the Bills, but um, he, he he had no argument against that point. But you felt like I, you felt like he didn't like what I said to him. I said, "Hey, you're in the Hall of Fame," uh, and and you had Lynn Dickey throwing you the ball. That makes it extra good that you made it in spite of that. He took a point away for the low blow. But why? It was a compliment to him. <laughs> I was just having fun at the expense of Lynn Dickey. Yeah, do you think they hang out still? I don't know. Like Apparently they're chums. Yeah, you know. The, <laughs> He like, didn't care for that. Are they Facebook buddies, do you think? I guess so. You know, I don't know. I guess he's going to turn down my request to be friends now. Lynn Dickey sends him a request to play Farmville. <laughs> Could you imagine? That just seems like the weirdest thing. Like, if you're Chuck Bednarik on Facebook, how upset he would be when somebody wants to invite him to play Mafia Wars. You know, here's, a, here's an odd uh, fact about Damashek. Um, I am friends on Facebook with Haven Moses. What? I have no, re- I have no earthly reason... Uh, why that's the case, but it is <laughs> number 25 of the uh, of the Denver Broncos. Anywho, the the thing, uh, the other thing I thought was really cool in the Hall of Fame, and then we'll uh, and then hopefully uh, Marcus will be here. Um, we was the thing I really enjoyed was the wrestling masks. We got a little spin right. around uh, from Pete Fenley of, uh, of the Fearly. Hall of Fame. Fearly. Yes. That's what I said. Oh, okay, excuse me. Don't show me up. <laughs> I'm the man of the people, not you. <laughs> By the way, isn't it funny at our uh, in our hotel room? We're at the Holiday Inn in Canton, Ohio, and you only have access to the for their three floors. Right. But the third floor, <laughs> you have to have a card to access it. Yes. What do you think's happening in the Canton <laughs> Holiday Inn that's so exclusive that the Deer- likes of you and me can't get up there? Dan Deardorff has the whole floor. <laughs> You think, uh, yeah, you think <laughs> Commissioner Goodell set up shop up there? He said taking it over. <laughs> I don't know. It was very, uh, yeah, very strange. We couldn't get up there. Anyway, Pete Fenley um, gave us a Fearly. I said Fearly. <laughs> Pete Fearly was kind enough to take us a sp- for a little spin around the Hall of Fame. And the thing I thought was one of the cooler items in there, they have these wrestling masks is exactly what they look like with a helmet but it's a sort of the leather helmet look but imagine then if it covered the face as well and the reason for that was in the early days of the football i guess it was the equivalent of pro wrestling that you had to change your identity there was a stink on it there was a shame associated (laughs) with playing football is that what you is that what you took away from that that's what exactly what he said that's not what he said that's exactly what he said that's not what he what did he say he said that sometimes uh, the players would, because they were still in college, would go play professionally and get paid, so they wanted to hide their identity. To that's me. what I just said. They have a stink on them. No, There's a shame exa- associated exa- with exa- it. You're totally, no, you're totally misrepresenting it. I'm it's gonna, not a stink. It's they're keeping themselves, 
keeping themselves eligible. I'm gonna turn your lights out as soon as we're done here, but I'm not gonna do it right now because look who is making his way over here with a gaggle of people. It's him, it's a Hall of Famer. All it's the impressive. way from USC. What an entourage. Excellent. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. All right, Rank, this is pretty good stuff. Worth the uh, trip to Canton alone. Talk to uh, Hall of Famer. On behalf of uh, Bud Light Fan Camp, pretty cool thing actually going here. Fans can go to uh, one of 60 cities over 15 weeks, get to play a bunch of competitions, football skills type competitions all around the thing. You and me, Rank, we got to get into this competition. Let's talk to him about it right now. Marcus Allen, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Yourself? Well, I'm well. I'm a lot better now that I'm sitting here next to you in this air-conditioned little room escaping the humidity at Canton. You should join, uh, you should join the competition, by the way. Get your girlfriend or your wife. I don't know if you're married, but... Maybe the two of you can join. Yeah, we'll talk about that because yeah, you got uh, it's it's teams of four, two guys, two girls, 21 and older. Of course, of course, Marcus. <laughs> and uh, the question is, I'll do it, but will you be on my team? Um, you know what? I, technically, I'm working for a Bud Light right now, so I don't know if they're going to allow employees to uh, be a part of it. So. Conflict interest. Yeah, you Conflict lose you, you lose out on me. So. <laughs> hey, we were talking, and right out of the gate, uh, you know. This is, I don't want to embarrass you, but what do you think about the fact that you may well be the best player for not just one NFL franchise, but two NFL franchises? You ever, that ever registered to you? I never considered that. Um, that's, that's quite a, um, you know, quite an honor to hear that uh, because those two franchises have had some incredible players and uh, just to be mentioned in the same breath with those guys is pretty, it's a nice thing. Well, who who would be? I mean, you got Lenny Dawson would be your competition yes. in KC. I would think he would be, and then some of the great defensive players in KC history. And then with the Raiders, I mean, I really think you are probably the greatest uh, Raider of all time. <laughs> no. Maybe. I, I, mean, think who, a, I think in a later survey they had me number 10 or something like that. 10? Yeah. 10? How yeah, did Could I, you believe that? I don't know. Maybe because I didn't end my career there. But it was not my choice. I actually wanted to retire. Uh, I wanted to play for one team, and I wanted to retire with the team I started with. So. But, but ultimately, though, you did. I mean, if you, if you had to choose, if it were like uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame and you had to choose a helmet to go in with, you would, uh, well, I'll let you answer. Which team would it be? Luckily, we don't have to choose. <laughs> I know, but, but fashion-wise, did you like that red with the uh, arrowhead on the side of the hat, or did you like that black and silver? Well, you know, black is hard to get to. Uh, <laughs> Black's a sleek color, man. It's very cool, and, and the Raiders obviously have uh, created such a, 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 a following, by, you know, with those colors alone. So uh, I would have to say, from a fashion standpoint, yes, I think the black work well. From a fashion standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what, you know, and you said that too. You wanted to finish with one team. Ideally, you would have finished in one home field, playing for obviously USC, playing for the Los Angeles Raiders. Yes. Now, I talked to Jerome Bettis the other day. He hurt my feelings. As a guy who grew up in Southern California, I am ready for the NFL to return. Is it time for the NFL to return to Los Angeles? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's necessary. Uh, LA needs a team, in my opinion economically would be a boost, but it, 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 it's hard to be recognized, in my opinion, as the entertainment capital of the world, and you don't have one of the great sports franchises 
uh, around and, uh, you know, it's revitalized downtown. I mean, it will continue to, to help that revitalization of downtown. Uh, I think it's uh, vital, I think it's important, and, 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 and more importantly, uh, we don't need, need any public funds to make it happen. And what do you think about the, uh, the the rumor teams? You keep hearing about the Chargers, you hear about the Raiders. Do you have any sort of guess as what team has the inside track on making its way? Uh, no, to LA? I don't. But you know what? As much as I love the Chargers, though, I mean the Chargers are synonymous with with, with San Diego. I would hate for them to uh, to leave the city of San Diego. I know obviously the stadium games a, a tremendous issue down there, and uh, I don't know if they can get a stadium built. But uh, ideally. You know, I played for the L.A. Raiders. Uh, that would not be a bad move for the Raiders to come back here. They have a following, um, but you never know. And what about that? You know, the, I, I personally, I think it's a bunch of hooey and applesauce when people say L.A. would never support a, a, an NFL team because everybody's a, tra a transplant from somewhere else. My hunch, you know, the nonsense goes like everybody's busy out surfing. You know, I've been, I've lived in LA for over a decade, and I've never once. The closest I've come to surfing was watching Point Break on, uh, on cable. <laughs> and uh, I mean, to me, I think people would line up to to get into the stadium to see a local NFL team, right? Uh, to me, it's like the field of dreams. You know, build it, and I think they will come. Um, I think we're thirsty for. You know, I think we've gone long enough without a team, uh, but it's nothing like having your own team. Uh, and I believe that uh, if, if a team does come here, I believe the stadium will be filled. I think it will uh, fill to capacity, and that's that's it's important. I think, I, I, you know what, it, with all the talk and, and, and all the you know hysteria, but you know about you know uh, LA being a team of uh, or people rather of, of that wouldn't support a team because there's so many things to do. Of course, we're a diverse city, but. I mean, how many people? It's almost, what is it, 11, 11 million people? Enough, yeah. 12, I don't know what it is. I mean, there's maybe 7 million, but there may be, you know, 5 million undocumented. But there's, you know, lots of people here that would go to a game, you know? Well, what about when USC and UCLA are playing at the same time? 90,000 people at the Coliseum, 70,000 people at the Rose Bowl. It's obvious that the fans will support football. Well, you got that right, though. Yeah, most of the fans go to USC game and not the. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're right. There's a, there's there's clearly um, uh, lovers of football, and I think you know if, if a team were to come down here, they would clearly support it. What about the fact? Well, you know, this is something we talk about a lot. We say on the podcast all the time. We're doing it from the fans' perspective, and to me. You going from the Raiders, and I obviously know that you know everybody is aware who follows football, the, the sort of acrimony and the way that you wanted to finish your career with the Raiders and that that didn't work out. But how weird was it not just to leave the Raiders, but then to go to an AFC West rival like that? It's not exactly going transferring from the Trojans to, to UCLA, but was it an odd thing to suddenly be putting on the, the uniform of, of, like I say, a division rival? No, it was not. Uh, it was not the first time I played against the Raiders. Um, that was actually really odd. I mean, you practicing against guys is one thing because you know you're not going to get hit at practice and stuff. You know, guys are going to give you a good look, you know, to try to prepare you for the game. But now they're actually trying to hit you, stop you. Uh, some try to hurt you. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a very weird feeling and stuff because you know I was I really helped guys up. 
but I found myself always extending a hand, you know, are you okay, or thanks a lot, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, during a game, things that I would never ever do, you know, I just walk back and I would always, you know, give a guy a look or something like that, but I would never sort of, you know, how's the family, that kind of thing going, you know, during a game, but, you know, that, that kind of happened. It's a weird sort of uh, uh, thing to experience, but, you know, I, I got through it. Did you walk into the into the wrong locker room the first time you went back to the Coliseum as a member of the Chiefs? Uh, I walked into the right locker room, but I wasn't allowed to <laughs> <You're right. laughs> to step foot in the Raider locker room. So um, that was that was strange too. And what was really interesting the first time I played uh, the Raiders, the fans were actually very very supportive. Oh, until yeah. we until until we start they putting still up. wear Marcus Allen jerseys. <laughs> well, not, not so fast, but and still we start uh, putting up really good numbers against him, and we jumped ahead, and then they started to abandon the, all their uh, fond memories of me and started to pull for the Raiders. It, it was it was you know. But the love was there eventually. Oh, initially, initially it was there. Yes. Hey, we hear it a lot uh, the last uh, few days. Donovan McNabb had to pay. Chris Cluey to get the number five for the Vikings. We heard about Ocho Cinco needing to get 85, obviously from Aaron Hernandez. When you went to the Raiders, did you uh, what, did you have to make any kind of offer to Kenny King for 33, or did you just uh, or, or, or did no, you just gave, say I, I'm taking what they give me? No, they gave me 32, and I always thought 32 was one of the best numbers ever. Oh, this was a choice. Oh, you couldn't go 32 at SC. Right. I mean, that's that number was so retired. 33. And I 33, see. 33. I mean, but I've always liked. Um, you know, 33 was basically by default, you know what I mean? But I always liked 32 and looked at all the great players that were 32 from from uh, from, from Jim to, to, to from the Juice to the Franco. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great 32s and I was like, oh, this is a great number. And and, and then in addition to that, uh, Jack Tatum wore it and I was always a Jack Tatum fan. Oh, yeah. So I didn't I didn't have to. I wasn't you know, I didn't have I wasn't, you know, didn't have that dilemma. Oh man, he has 33. How much money am I going to offer the guy? They gave me a number that I loved, and I said, "This is it, it works. It works." And the Raiders don't retire numbers, which is the interesting. No, thing. it's one of the few teams that doesn't. Uh, one of the few teams that I I think that don't have a ring of honor or anything like that, um, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of players that uh, deserve. Absolutely. Deserve when that. you see a Raider out there wearing 32 or 12 or anything like that, it hurts. It hurts to see that. But speaking of hurt, I got to bring up something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm a Cal State Fullerton alumni. You might know where I'm going with this. This is the Professional Football Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Now, a lot of people might not realize your brother Damon was one of the greatest players in CFL history, yes. actually the greatest player in right. CFL history. What do we have to do to get him in here? I don't know if he's going to get a bust, but he's got to be displayed here. Listen here, you know, obviously that's 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 something that I've uh, uh, gave gave a great deal of thought about, and uh, it, it's not the National League Football League Hall of Fame; it's the NFL Hall of Fame or uh, Pro Football, rather Hall of Fame. And he played professional football, and he played it better than anyone else. And his yards, his numbers, are equal to or better than uh, you know the greatest uh, numbers that have ever been put together in, in this league. So uh, he's won, I think, five great cups. Um, he has close to, I don't know, over 13,000 yards rushing, over like 90,000 yards passing. As I a mean, quarterback. Yeah, as a QB. Out. So he's 
he's, he's done it. I, I, it. Didn't Fritz Pollard, uh, who's in the Hall, Pro Football Hall of Fame, right, right. didn't he uh, have a, some a, he, a, a short tenure in the CFL too? Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And you look, and we went and we did a tour last night with Pete Fearley of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he pointed out, the first thing he pointed out is that this is a professional football Hall of Fame. Right. And there it is. I mean, he's done so much, and he played forever. Right. Wasn't he was a... A grandfather when he played, was that? Yes, he was, man. <laughs> I hate to say that. How many uh, guys that were grandfathers? But uh, he um, and just had a um, a son too, which is younger than his grandson. <laughs> so it's uh, Limitown. I grew up with Damon, knew he was special. But the best thing about Damon was is that he went his own direction and uh, forged his own way and made a, an incredible life for himself. He still lives in Toronto, Canada right now, and uh, he's great. But I knew he, he was a great athlete. And, you know, he, he got, kept getting drafted for years right. in baseball after uh, That's right. he That's had right. his playing too. So. And, he, and you look at the way the game's evolved now. I mean, he would have been a perfect NFL quarterback. Uh, like timing, you know, they, they, they had guys that, uh, I think they came out, they were ahead of their time, and then there's guys that, uh, that were the prototype guys, and then Damon's sort of size wasn't exactly at the time. He sort of was a late bloomer, and so uh, he wasn't probably ideal at that time. And then it's interesting, guys that are actually him are getting opportunities today to play the game and stuff. So, you know, timing has a lot to do with a lot of things. So. All right, uh, real quick, a couple quick ones for you, Marcus, and then we'll let you get out of here. Um, Al Dave, you saw you saw Rex Ryan last week. He came out with that big leg <laughs> tattoo. Did either Al Davis or maybe Tom Flores or Marty Schottenheimer or any of those? You remember them being tatted up, some barbed wire around the bicep, maybe? No, I, I no. couldn't imagine those guys, especially Marty Schottenheimer. <laughs> Tom Flores, very conservative guy, but perhaps something on his arm, maybe on his arm or something like that. But Marty, no. Um, and uh, and a man of fashion wearing the seersucker pants, very natty. Uh, if you, uh, you, you you had the <laughs> right my, answer. With my that, Jack Purcells, right? <laughs> yeah, very, very smart very look, casual, very smart, yeah. Marcus. And, uh, you know, listen, you got the correct answer. The Chiefs have great uniforms. Raiders that much better. A team moves to L.A. They get a whole new, you know, they get, they get a new identity. Let's say it's the Jaguars. Can't do that. What about this? Instead of L.A., what about Hollywood is the name? The Hollywood you know, stars maybe? What do you think about that? Well, the marketing would be amazing. Be, that'd be yeah, fantastic. That yeah. would be probably the number one seller because everybody wants to be Hollywood. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Hollywood yeah. blockbusters maybe? What do you think about that? But the, but the lock likelihood, zero. I got to give you a donut on that one, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question for you, you played for the Chiefs, played for the Raiders, know all about the AFC West. Who's winning in 2011? The I don't know. That's 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 a good one. That is a good one. You know, uh, you still have to go through Green Bay. I still think they're a young, talented team. Mike McCarthy, who, who I'm, you know, I'm I'm so happy for Mike. Mike started as a uh, a quality control guy in Kansas City, my first year. So uh, to see his evolution as a coach and what he's done there. Uh, what he's done with that offense and how he attacks the game and then obviously uh, uh, putting a defense that's aggressive too that go gets you uh, you know even though everybody's talking about Philadelphia at this point and their uh, uh, acquisitions 
you still have to think Green Bay because Green Bay is a very young team and they have a quarterback that is uh, probably one of the best in the game. Well, speaking of QB, just real quick, uh, you know, talk about a dream team, poor man's version of a dream team at least. That Chiefs offense is loaded now. Do you think Matt Castle, I mean, the one question mark remains, he's had some nice years, Castle. Yeah. Is he, has he got what it takes to all those weapons they got? Can they go over the hump? That defense seems in place. What do you think? I think, I think he does, you know. Uh, you know, as great as the skilled guys are, I mean, it really boils down to, you know, the protection up front. If you can get protection, you know, uh, even the, the greatest of all quarterbacks, whether it be Tom Brady or uh, Peyton Manning, or Drew Brees, you know, you can't throw with 1.5 seconds. It's always nice to have 3.5 to throw, you know what I mean, to, to, to be able to move around the pocket and, and, and you know, and, 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 and you know, survey the field and pick your guy out. Right. But if you don't have a line and, 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 and that's really the biggest key, if they got guys up front that can protect him because obviously you need to pass the ball, you know, but they have a strong running game, especially with Charles, how explosive mm -hmm. he is. They can make a lot of things happen. Yeah. Well, I hear you. Ben Roethlisberger makes plays without an offensive line. I'm from Pittsburgh. I have to say. Well, listen here. That was probably the, when, it, when you when it really come down to it, you know, defensively they didn't play well. I know Troy Palomalo was hurt, but when you really came down to it, it was the ineffective play of off to the line, which allowed him to obviously, you know, throw under pressure and throw some balls up. All right. Well, listen, Marcus Allen, great thrill to get the yap with you here in Canton with just uh, yards away from your bus there. Make sure you check out at uh, the Bud Light Facebook page, the uh, the Bud Light fan camp. Really cool stuff. Me and Rank are going to go toe to toe in this thing. A couple competitions I'm going to give rank what for out there throwing the football at least I got a cannon attached to this left shoulder here all sorts of cool competitions there it's going to be in 60 cities over uh, 15 weeks during the season go out there and uh, challenge yourself in the football skills competition Marcus again thanks so much for the time Well, Matt. thanks for having me just real quickly I just want to tell you you mentioned bus Eric Dickerson initially when he first came into the league didn't know what the Hall of Fame was and then somebody told me also gets a bus he always he actually thought it was one that you drive. <laughs> Eric Dickerson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> An excellent anecdote, and I think one that requires that we get uh, Eric Dickerson's response as soon as possible. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mark. No, he'll tell you the story really well. <laughs>
that would <laughs> that'd be a funny little joke. They should, in fact, that should they should get that photo, the three of them, of, of Eric Dickerson with Jerome Bettis, and he'll finally get his bus and can't. Be cute, right? Absolutely. Let's make that happen. See, that's the sort of thing. That's a, those are the short, sort of shenanigans that can only happen at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're here Absolutely. to pay witness to it. Grease the skids for such things to happen. All right, well, listen, Rank, good stuff. You you didn't really seem all that awkward. You didn't seem... <laughs> you, I mean, you were even a little less awkward than you usually are talking Thank to you. Marcus Allen. It is usually a little weird. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, but great times. Thanks to uh, Marcus Allen and uh, to Bud Light. We're hanging out here all weekend. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, Rank and Damashek. And as a matter of fact, if you're in the area and you know of any late night uh, food Anything spots. open past 10 would be preferable. Yeah, that would be good. But uh, otherwise, it's positively a gay old time here. And uh, we'll continue to come at you on NFL.com all weekend long. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.